Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Cutting It Close with Cliff Bailey. I am, of course, Cliff Bailey. Thank you for joining me today. And the reason for this special occasion is Father's Day. Now, before we get started, uh, do have our Patreon going, and I need to do better maintaining that. Also, need to do better marketing this uh, very podcast. This is episode five. And I just want to say it's been a lot of fun, and I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Got a few more guests lined up at the moment, and so we'll be going for the foreseeable future. A few other folks have expressed interest in being on. Some previous guests already want to be on again, and that's great. So uh, looking forward to having them on again. Uh, But uh, yeah, very special episode Uh, in honor of Father's Day. And I want to say a few words about my father, a few words about my experience as a father, and hopefully this will all be encouraging to all you fathers out there. In the immortal words of Yondu the Ravager, anyone can be a father, but not anyone can be a daddy. I think that's what he says. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, great film. And I know I was just using the the pronoun father and then followed it up with saying extolling daddies over fathers but I I hope you get what I'm I hope you're uh, picking up what I'm putting down <coughs> uh, it's going on 11 o'clock Jen and Stormy have been asleep now for a few hours and just as I was about to start recording this I heard Stormy crying and since Jenny had been asleep already uh, and, and Stormy is co-sleeping with us for now. I always thought that was kind of a weird term, but then I realized, uh, I'm sleeping with my baby. Sounds kind of weird. So, yeah, we're co-sleeping with Stormy for now. And I didn't want her to have to wake up and take care of him, so I grabbed him up. And he was just gassy. And then uh, laid him back down, stayed with him for about 15, 20 minutes, made sure he was soundly asleep. And uh, just uh, kind of made me think. Yeah, I'm doing daddy stuff. <laughs> but yeah, not starting with me, starting with uh, my own dad, Ken Bailey. Uh, well, some folks, a lot of folks know him. I think most of my audience uh, so far does not. He's a very special man. Uh, very amazing man. When I think of my dad, I think of hard work dedication, and all of that overshadowed with love. He has busted his ass for as long as I can remember. For the sake of the family, uh, for the sake of my sister and I, individually, uh, my sister and myself. I remember one discussion I had with him when I was uh, very young. I don't know, seven or eight. He talked about uh, wanting to do, or um, we were talking about stuff that uh, he would want to do just in his downtime, and he said, well, right now, my time is dedicated to making sure you and your sister have as good a uh, life as possible, and then once you're uh, able to take care of yourselves, basically, then I'll, I'll get back into stuff that I'm into, and that just seemed... Uh, uh, that that's that stuck with me. Another thing that stuck with me is that 
he would always look for reasons to say yes. You know, if you do know my dad, you know he can be kind of stoic, kind of intimidating. He has kind of um, not the resting bitch face, not a resting bastard face, but the kind of face that you don't want to mess with. He's and it doesn't look mean. He's just he just has this 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 uh, air about him. If you don't know him that you are cautious when approaching him. It just has this presence, this aura. You, you don't want to mess with, uh, don't want to mess with Ken. You, know, you can pull on Superman's cape and uh, spit into the wind, but, uh, you know, if you pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger, you definitely don't mess around with Ken. Doop, 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 doop. Anyway. Underneath that is a man who has the best guffaw uh, belly laugh um, he can when he's not thinking about it he can make the best jokes uh, it could be like a visual gag it could be a, a bit of wordplay when uh, we were growing up things were about the time I was I was in middle school, my sister was in high school. There was some tension in the home between uh, my mother and us. And to lighten the mood, my dad uh, would uh, bust out a good old fart. He'd just cut a muffin. He'd just rip it right there. And uh, or I might say uh, something along those lines. You know, he's. He's a gentleman, but he's not above a good fart joke. And that would just cut the tension like he just cut the cheese. Very effectively. And uh, my sister and I would laugh. My mom, if she was in a good mood, she'd laugh. Uh, and I don't mean this to be a session of uh, dumping on, on my mother. You know, we can do an episode for her uh, next Mother's Day. Um, but, you know, as it was, there was tension. Um... Yeah, busting his ass, my dad. Busting his butt. <laughs> he wasn't ever afraid to uh, use some colorful metaphors every now and then. Uh, I speak of him in the past tense. That's, no, I, I mean, I'm speaking of past events. Uh, as of this recording, he's still with us. And uh, just the other day, I was talking to him on the phone, and he said he aims to get to at least, is it 89, 90? Something like that. 95? I forget the exact word. But uh, he has a goal. And it's not as though, you know, he once he hits the goal, then he's done. But uh, at least that's not my understanding. Or rather, um, that's that's the minimum age he aims and intends to get to. And by gum, when uh, my dad sets a goal, he is tenacious. He is dogged. He will get to that goal and persist with uh, unabashed optimism that flies in the face of common sense or at least not maybe not common sense but flies in the face of conventional knowledge and understanding and uh, that's one of the things I'm proud to say I, I inherited from him I can, I can be tenacious and stubborn that's why I think we butted heads so often shortly after uh, he moved out and I with him. <laughs> then we finally 
you know, had uh, a, a significant source of tension removed and discovered, oh, hmm, we, we, we kind of uh, clash on certain things because I want to do my thing and he's, he's got his own understanding and worldview. Of course, that was when I was in college and I was uh, coming into myself kind of therapy later would uh, definitely help out with that but regardless um you know we've we've made it through i i still talk to him every now and then on the phone i try to make it at least once a month maybe once every two months or so uh one thing i've i've always wanted from him was his approval uh, still now uh, as I'm about to turn 37 this summer. Uh, I mean, what child doesn't want the approval of their parents? There have been times where I've just had to resign myself. I, I thought that uh, I'm never going to get his approval and uh, just have to come to terms with it, kind of like uh, certain issues with, with my mom. However, however, I don't think it's... I don't think that's necessarily... The, uh, the issue. I think instead I want him to approve of uh, my actions and decisions. But, and you know, not everyone's going to do that. He, he, again, like I said, he looks at the world in a different way. He's from the baby boomers. I'm from, I don't know what, I don't know if it's Generation X, Millennial, whatever. Um, the thing is... And he's told me this, and it, it's finally starting to sink in. I already have his approval. He loves me. My dad has made it abundantly clear throughout the years that he loves me. You know, occasionally he says it, but most of the time he has shown it. Uh, when I was a kid, he uh, would take between my sister and I, he would uh, spend special quality time with each of us. Uh, I, I can't recall times like that where he would take the both of us out because then one of us would be the end up being the, the main focal point of attention and the other one would feel left out. Instead, he took us out individually for ice cream milkshakes and such and when we would be together he he listened and he considered what my sister and I would say when we were children but he respected us as an equal I suppose he respected us as human beings you know, of course we didn't have the same rights and privileges as adults at that time but, nevertheless, uh, he wouldn't just dismiss uh, ludicrous sayings as, uh, or ludicrous things we'd say as, as being silly or childish. He'd take it at face value and walk us through perhaps the logic of it or just say, oh, mm-hmm, 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 I see. Um, he's, he's taught me how to be even-tempered, kind of. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's more of my application of, of what he's taught. Uh, um, whenever I would get upset about something, this is more into middle school, high school, and I was just in, in the middle of 
just uh, raging about something, complaining. He'd say, he'd, he'd just look at me calmly and, uh, you know, with, with all respect and just say, is it worth the energy getting this upset? And initially that would just piss me off even more. But then I would, I would think about it and be like, ah, hmm, maybe not. Because then he would go on to say, you know, what is all this energy going to do to change the situation or make it better? You know, if it's a situation where you can make it better, is this the way to go about doing it? Or is there a better way? And that was just, that's just so great. And in coming across as kind of a stoic, uh, he's very emotional. He's just wise enough to not let his emotions carry him away. And I don't have a perfect track record on that, but, um, I mean, who does? <clears throat> but anyway, um, stuff like that. And, and again, with the uh, not saying no, but looking for reasons to say yes. And he explicitly told me that. That was wonderful. That was very encouraging. If I would ever have some kind of big request, you know, for the parents, then he wouldn't say no. And if he wouldn't say yes, he would say, I'll entertain the option. Which usually meant yes. Not all the time. Sometimes I would forget about it. <laughs> and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Dad. Um, I don't know what I can say to convey what this man means to me. I sincerely hope he, he listens to this. Initially, I was going to use a recording of a conversation we had uh, around Christmas time this past year. But due to, uh, I guess, miscommunication and, and lots of birthdays, uh, it, it turned out that that wasn't actually the uh, intention um, for it. And so... Uh, we're going to keep that. I'm going to keep that under wraps, keep that uh, for for Stormy, for when he gets older, because that was actually the main thrust. That was my primary motivation for getting the conversation with them. And then when I got the idea for the podcast, it uh, was uh, you know, tertiary. But uh, I just wanted, I wanted, I wanted to do something to, to honor him and uh, express my love and what he means to me. And in so doing... Uh, communicating that to you, the audience, I don't know what exactly you can do with that. Maybe nothing. Maybe this is, you know, the fifth time you've listened and you're like, screw this, uh, this isn't worth my time. Or maybe uh, it, um, I don't know, helps you think about uh, your relationship with your father. Uh, I know not everyone has a great relationship with their parents, let alone one of them. And while, you know, uh, I guess my dad was, was a bit of an unconventional dad, or is in some ways, because I, I would look at some families and wish that our family was more like them, but at the same time, you know, I can't pin that on just one parent necessarily. You know, my parents are my parents. And uh, Dad did his best as a dad. And 
far as I'm concerned, he did a damn good job. Did a mighty fine job. And so, when Stormy was born a little over a year ago, shoot, when we found out Jenny was pregnant, immediately I, I, my perspective changed. And I began to have a little bit more insight into my dad's experience as a dad. I mean, shoot. I was the same age when Stormy was born that my dad was when I was born. That's kind of crazy. That's, that's kind of nuts. You know, I'm, I've become to appreciate and embrace science uh, and cold, hard reality and facts a little more these days, but I still do not believe in mere coincidence. I have no freaking clue what the significance could be. Uh, maybe it's just just for me to have a point of reflection. Whatever. Blah. I don't care. Um, or maybe there is something deeper. I don't know. I just hope for Stormy's sake that he gets his uh, shit together a little earlier than I did. Because my dad and my mom had my sister four years before I was born, so at least he had that... Uh, head start. Me, I'm just like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I hope Stormy has, uh, has it all a little more together than I, I did. Um, yeah. That's another thing my dad has always said, is that every parent wants their children to be better off than they are. You know, the, the parent generation wants their child's generation to be better. To have a better quality of life, better opportunities, and uh, all that jazz. And already, I do hope the same for Stormy. It's not easy being a parent. As far as I can remember, and ever since Stormy was born, my memory has been vastly affected. So I don't know exactly how long it's been, but for a long time at least, I've wanted to be a dad. <coughs> I don't know if it's from before I started dating or from my first girlfriend in high school or sometime in between or after. But I've always wanted a family. Not specifically to be a dad, I guess, but I've always wanted a family. But in order to have a family, you gotta be a dad if you're a dude. And so, I, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I knew what I was doing when, uh, we conceived him, just in a very literal, immediate sense, but uh, in the long run, I was, I was clueless. I still feel clueless. Over the years, people have said, oh, you'll be a great dad. You'll be great. You'll be awesome. And yet, I find myself making some of the mistakes that uh, came before me, and, that's, and not necessarily in dad in that regard, but uh, my mom. And it's given me a little more insight into her experience. Because, you know, I've got a little bit of my mom and my dad in me. My dad just has, you know, his side. My mom has her side. But I'm a product of them. And now I am a parent. And, then, you know, Jenny has her side of and all her stuff to, to bring to the table as well. So I, I find myself reminding myself more of the parent I don't want to be. 
that um, is at times uh, terrifying, if not disillusioning. But uh, thank God Stormy has the best of both of us. And uh, he's, at his, at his core, a happy kid and forgiving. You could just say, Maz, just a little over a year old, is, he doesn't have the, uh, the memory or something, but uh, no, he knows. And I can see some of my more temperamental uh, traits coming out. So I, I want what's best for him. Um, yeah, there are the there are the moments of fear, but the moments of joy outweigh that. It's one thing Jenny and I decided on before before we got married. Is that if we were to share a household, we wanted to be one defined by laughter. And I think we're hitting that pretty good. There were times early on, like the first couple months after he was born, where you know Jen and I both were just exhausted, just completely spent with all the ooh, diaper changes every four hours, and uh, you know stretches of sleep lasting about maybe two to three hours. Yeah, of course, as time went on, it got better. But in those in those early early days, um, it was tough, and I don't function well without enough sleep, and I don't function well without enough to eat. Mostly sleep, especially when it's compounded by a noise that's uh, very loud and piercing. And it's basically saying, I need you, I need you, I need you. Uh, yeah, it, I, there, there were moments where I wasn't sure I was going to make it. Uh, but then I'd be like, wait a second, that's just, I'm just sleepy. Okay, let's change the diaper, blah, 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 go back to sleep. I was just thinking, like, any given moment you can be, you know, the scuzz bucket or the father. And that made me think of the end of Deadpool when Colossus is telling Deadpool about one more you can be a hero, another more you can be a villain, then he just shoots the dude in the head. <laughs> uh, but it's true. It's true. What? We're defined by who we are in the moment, right? Is that is that right? We're defined by... Uh, what we do, I guess. Yeah. Is that right? I think that's right. I haven't thought about this kind of stuff in a long time. <sighs> Crap. Totally lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So this is, this is obviously the part where I'm speaking as a dad uh, to any other dads out there, any other parents who might be at the end of your rope or whatever in a similar position, past this, coming into it, whatever. Take from it what you will. Yeah. Um, what, what really helps me, too, is, is my wife. 
she is so supportive, so loving. I can't handle it. <laughs> I mean that sincerely. I I have a hard time believing she's as great as she is. And she's not perfect. No, of course not. This thing definitely wouldn't work. But she is perfect for me. And there are times where I just have to tell my mind to shut up and be loved. And there are times where I have to say, all right, fat ass, get up and be the man you promised this woman you'd be. And be the daddy you promised this son you would be. Yeah, it takes a little bit of self-ass kicking. Not all the time, but more than I'd care to admit. And, uh, you know, now that we're in the summertime, have a little more, have fewer things going on in the background, no classes or whatnot, but still the whole job thing is a thing to be concerned about. Although that might be coming to... Of course, I'm talking about stuff you have no idea about, so what am I doing? I'm rambling. Uh, Yeah. um, I wouldn't trade this for anything. As time goes on, I I start to think about what life would be like with Jenny. When we hit the one-year, year-and-a-half mark, started thinking about what life would be like without her. And that near about killed me. And now that Stormy is in the mix. Imagining life without him. Or imagining life with him, but without Jenny. Or imagining life without both of them. It's just awful. It's, it's unbearable. And so I try not to think about it too much. But every now and then you can't help but, uh, you know, hear the dark voices. <sighs> What's the point? What am I? What am I getting around to saying here? Um, I'm I'm glad to be a dad. I count myself so freaking lucky, so freaking privileged to find a woman who would stick with me and love me, and then uh, to have this wonderful boy that we have. It's, <laughs> it's getting into his terrible two phase. Going to be kind of a, act like a little jerk, but that's my perception of normal people. He is not a normal person. He's a normal baby, and that's a whole new set of expectations. And blah 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 blah. Long story short, uh, <laughs> he's revealing uh, in me at least. Um, the best and the worst and you know when that happens I have to choose which one am I going to embrace the best or the worst and that that actually happened early on with Jenny too not early but uh, after we got past the honeymoon phase uh, I started seeing the best and worst in me and I have to decide how I was going to respond to any given stimulus from her Better or worse? Better or worse? Let's go with better. Yeah. And then that stimulated me to think ahead. How can I be a better husband? And how can I be a better father? 
Uh, that's uh, made a huge difference, and I don't think I would have that if it weren't for my dad. And the example he set for me said, uh, he told me that you choose how you feel. I, I, I don't, well, was that exactly what he said? I don't know. I don't agree with that premise 100%. Um, because sometimes your feelings can just happen. But then once you're, once you're in the midst of it, you can be like, okay, wait a second. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling so angry? Why am I feeling so sad? And when you get to the why, that can either cause the feelings to dissipate, or you can double down and be like, yeah, I'm pissed off, or like, yeah, I'm freaking sad. But uh, regardless, emotions are uh, warning signs or... or um, smoke detectors or something and then we act on it as, as we want and that's what I learned from my dad and that helps me get through some tough situations so uh, I guess that's it happy father's day again I feel like there's so much more I could say I could just ramble on and on and on and one incredibly long and broken sentence skipping from topic to topic <laughs> uh, that is one thing I love the dad jokes oh yes I've been uh, practicing those for many many years without even realizing it so thank you for listening uh, do please consider following us on Instagram Facebook um, Cutting Close Pod uh, check this out at uh, cuttingitclosepod.com uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher. Haven't uploaded uh, the last couple episodes to YouTube or SoundCloud because I don't want to have to pay for SoundCloud. Uh, YouTube is just a whole other thing. Blah. I guess I'll I'll get back to that. And honor my two subscribers. <laughs> uh, but if you've been listening uh, this far, thank you so much. If you're a dad, happy Father's Day. Of course, this is coming up Wednesday, and Father's Day isn't until Sunday, but, uh, you know, think of it now, and then remember it later, and be like, oh yeah, I'm glad that weird dude on the podcast wished me happy Father's Day. And maybe take some time to think about your dad. If you have a great relationship, and he's alive, call him up. Don't just text, don't just email, call him. And say, hey dad, love ya. If you have a crappy relationship with your dad, then, uh, you know, take it or leave it. Maybe, uh, you know, reflect on that a little bit. If it's something you've already done, put away, then, you know, just let sleeping dogs lie. Um, I just hope that no matter who you are or where you are, that you're able to take everything that life has given you, good and bad, and, uh, use it to forge a better future because that's something we are all capable of might need a friend might need a drinking buddy might need an accountability partner whatever if you can do it solo more power to you but there's strength in numbers and joy in community so thanks for listening 
And I'm still trying to think of a, a sign-off for this thing. Pete Holmes says, keep it crispy. Hardwick has, uh, uh, enjoy your burrito. Hank and John Green have, don't forget to be awesome. I want to leave you with some encouraging word to sign off with. But for now, uh, for now, I'll just, uh, I'll rip off Rob Bell this week and go with, uh, grace and peace, my friends. Grace and peace. <laughs>